There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call. Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Satisfaction guaranteed. What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment Window Sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Bring up the oddies, yo ho! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter, and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety, and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we gonna do it. We gotta Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Buck.Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Craig coming to you live from Buck That Podcast. Alongside myself, we are joined with my boy Zach. Rolling up on the chair. Sorry about that. It's, it's all good. It happens. Had to turn off that air purifier. Yep. You know, we always forget to do that for some does. odd reason. We just forget. Well, at least we turn it off. Other other shows don't. Yeah. But I've, I've told them they can. Um, we also got my boy Eddie in the building. Yo. Yo, yo, that's what you, that's what you got, our listeners. That's what you got them. Yo, best day of the week. Best day yeah, of the week. It is the best day of the week. Day of the week. You, you got a yo. Yo, that was like in half baked. Like the let me see your mean face. You yeah, know, that was that's, that's that, exactly that was what the that equivalent was. of that. Um, some some news though. This is Buck That Podcast brought to you by Carefree Pest and Termite Solution. Give our boy Tim a shout out. Nine four one five five six nine zero one nine. He will eradicate your pests. Baby mamas, baby daddies, and in-laws excluded. He does. He's not that kind of exterminator. 
You need you need to hit Craigslist. Timmy the one. Terminator. Yeah. He's 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 not that kind of uh that kind of pest control. But we do have some some news that not really necessarily pertains to the Bucks that I'm going to start off with real quick. I mean, it kind of does. Well, I'm I'm saying let me get to it. Okay. Couple of little things. Robert Ayers retired. Okay. Shout out to Robert Ayers. Mason Foster, former linebacker, been cut by the Raiders. I mean, uh, the Redskins. Question mark? Maybe. Maybe. But we do have a very sad story. Prayers out to our boy Devin White. He lost his horse, man. He did. It, it was, you know, uh, obviously. He Daisy was, May. Daisy May. Oh, Daisy That's May. That's a sad day, man. A horse is like a big part of the family. He, he, yeah, he uh, he lost his horse, but he gained uh, about uh, 20, what, 24, 29 million. 29 million. Yeah, he, he did get signed. Got so, a nice little contract, as a matter of fact, first for, you know, a first-round pick in that fifth slot. Well, boy, got a little, little payday going down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm glad we were able to get him signed before training camp. We don't, we don't have any rookie holdouts right now. Quinn Nothing. Williams and the Jets, he still has not been signed. Yeah, and I did see that the uh, that Daniel Jones did sign with the, with the Giants, too. He finally got his contract mm-hmm. situation handled and all that stuff as well. But, yeah, Devin White, $29 million. Just a little, little over twenty nine million, uh, twenty nine million three hundred and fifteen thousand eight hundred and fourteen dollars doll hairs, and he got a got got quite a bit of bonus. He got nineteen point thirty four million of that guarantee in the form of a signing bonus. Instant million. That's, that's a right nice now. bonus, man. That's that's. And we appreciate you signing and getting in the training camp. We're going to break you this check off, and don't worry about it for the rest of the year, man. Don't worry about money for the rest of the year. Get in here and play some football. Well, what it does, so here's what it does, right? You give him a bulk of his his thing as a sign-up bonus. It doesn't count against the cap. Mm. Then that means for the remainder of his contract, because that's over half of it, for the the next five years, it's just you know what I'm saying is this is not as much that they're accounted for it's on the hard, it's not a big hit it's not a big cap hit cuz yeah. he got his money up front so as they're you know restructuring this team building it up to be better that's some good credit right there yeah they boy. got they got some money you know what I'm saying because as we've talked about before going into the future the next couple of years some of those big contracts we're on the hook for right now it's in the same situation where like that that money drops down in favor of the team so we could bring in some more players different things like that obviously Jameis Winston's going to be a guy who more than likely at worst well, I mean at worst he'll just get cut if he completely bombs and has like a Scott Peterman uh kind of kind of season if he has a good season, what kind of money do you think Winston will, will get? I, mean, for I, I, this I think year? at worst he gets franchise tag. Yeah, at, at worst yeah, he we're, gets ta- we're talking like thirty something. I think million it's like high twenties, thirty low low thirties. Thirty millions of franchise I'll, I'll tag for QB right up. now. That's a good chunk up. of change. Well, it's 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 the average when you get franchise yeah. tag. It's the average of the top five players at, at your position. position. Mm-hmm. So it also I think plays into effect when they actually sign. That franchise tag because if there's a if there's a, a quarterback that's up for a contract, he could sit out and like wait till that player signs the contract because you know how usually it is the new guy on the block he yeah. usually gets that bigger check so that'll that'll hey, go ahead and set the precedence man we yeah, need to take one for the team so so that and really I mean like I said Devin White's contract speaking of money very team friendly an average annual salary of seven mil. 
that's pretty solid. That's so franchise tag for a quarterback 2019 is 25.5 million. That's a good chance. So change. Like mid twenties. That's, that's good money. But mid-20s. I think if you get franchise each year, it goes up like the Kirk Cousins thing. <clears throat> well, it does. They have to. It, it, it's like. What it is is, if I'm not mistaken, I think if they franchise tag you multiple years, it's the five top players average plus like a extra percentage on top of it. Yeah, like each I mean, time you go, like a five or each ten time percent, you franchise, they gotta give it you just a little, keeps yes, going up, yes, dominoing they, up. They got to give you more. So those are some things that are going on with the Buccaneers. Got all their players ready and signed for camp. Jameis Winston, they're early, holding it down. And we'll get into the training camp situation here in a minute. But our boy Mike Evans is in the news. Uh-oh. What'd he do? He's kind of uh, – and this is your boy. I mean, you should already know what he did. I thought you guys were besties. I thought you guys tweeted each other. Oh, we play Fortnite every day, man. Fortnite. We eat tacos Fortnite and each play other. Fortnite. No, him and, uh, him and Des Bryant got into it a little bit. Pretty Basically, much. it was about that Pac-Man fight, the Pac-Man uh, Manny Pacquiao and uh, Thurman fight was a good this fight. weekend. And Dez tweeted out, "I knew Thurman had no chance against Pac-Man." Mike Evans then retweeted Dez saying, "Chill, bro. That thing was close. Arguably, could have went to Thurman." It was a good fight, and I heard it was a very good fight. It was a damn good fight, boy. Pacquiao it's not like he got though. knocked out. You well, know, they went. They Thurman went round got dropped, round. though. And, and Thurman, a guy who trains in the St. Pete area, so he's from here, man. He's, he's from here, Clearwater boy. And, and, and here's the thing with that, right? So at the end of the day, when it when it comes to the boxing situation, we're going to yeah. move on from this. The only thing about it is when you have a legend like Pacquiao that you're going up against, he's going to have the favoritism when it comes oh, yeah. to it. You got to like really whoop that dude to to get the W, and unfortunately, as close as it was, there'll probably be a part two. But Thurman just fell a little bit short, didn't get quite get the decision. Shout out to Pacquiao on that one, but uh, I think next time our uh, our local hometown hero might put one on you. I think he will, boy. Shout out Thurman, man. Good fight. Hey, that's Mike Evans, though, man. He's sticking up for his dude, though. As he Mike should. Evans is a you know, damn it's, good it's, teammate. It's one of those things. It's like the the, the hometown, um, the hometown hero. I guess you could say. You know, you got to ride for your your Tampa boy. You know, what I'm saying and, and hold it down. I like it. I think it's a pretty good situation there. And you know, it's cool. I, I, I'm th- sure that that Thurman's going to be like, "That's my boy right there." Yeah. We might we might run into him at a Bucks game over at Ray J. That's right. I hope so. Bucks do have some money to spend though. Moving along. And, you know, not like they're the richest team in free agency. Um, they had about $3 million left. And I do have a, a article that I found here by Pewter Report or Pewter, yeah, PewterPlank.com. It has a list of players who they think, you know, the Buccaneers might be able to add via free agency. Now, I'm not saying all these people, but out of them, you know what I'm saying, maybe some moves that the Buccaneers can make. One of the pr- people that they got in this list, someone we've talked about before, and something we're going to probably talk about here in about another 10, 15 minutes, this uh, training camp roster, and we're going to get into some of these camp battles and some different position battles going on. One of those being, I guess you could say, what, what a lot of people in the, the NFL would consider our weak link, the defensive back department. That's our biggest link, man. One person that we've been linked to, obviously because of his history the last two years with Todd Bowles, is Morris Claiborne. Yes. Um, he's somebody 
and, and just with with the Buccaneers in general, not saying that every free agent works out, but they're usually good at getting like some guys in, even on like a one or two year contract, just because the Florida whole no no state tax thing. So you can kind of sign players for a little bit cheaper than maybe they'd make somewhere else, but because the taxes and all that stuff is actually more than they would make if they signed with that other team oh, and different yeah, things man. like that. The the Bucks have a, a pretty good knack for kind of you know working the system and, and get some of these players over here. That's uh, that a, mosquito tax. A, a player, yeah, the mosquito tax. They do need to add the mosquito tax to these these luxury players. But um, you know, he's somebody who's very familiar with defense coordinator um, Todd Bowles' defense. Somebody who the Bucks can bring in and be like a, a veteran presence. Uh, I, out of this, the people on this list, and I'm going to go through it, I, I like this one probably the most as far as if we're going to make a free agent signing. That's Morris Claiborne? Yeah. And especially if Evans goes down too, if he stays out a little bit more. Yeah, Justin Evans, you know, got his foot in the boot right now, dealing with a couple of issues and different things like that. He is somebody who's going to be on our injured list going into training camp. You know, our, our, our two major injuries, you know, Justin uh, Evans, JPP. So one of those, you know, and, and Katrina's chiming in. He says, nice hat, Eddie. How you doing, Eddie, sis? Eddie's always got the nice Buccaneer hat. It's Eddie, always a throwback. He does. He does. I like The hats, Bucko man. Bruce on there. I think we got to go shop. We got to do some shopping, Zach. I'll we take y'all shopping and go get some hats. some Bucks hats. My boy, I mean, he knows the Bucks. I went shopping hey, today. Hey, yeah, uh, shout out to High uh, C for yeah. uh, going shopping and hooking us up with some shirts. Everybody can see this. Shout out to uh, Offset Press. Offset Buck Press. Buck That Podcast shirt. You guys Very shirts. nice shirts. 30 bucks. <clears throat> get at me. Great quality, too. They Fire feel great. quality, man. It's not like that, that heavy shirt, you know what I mean? It's like nice and light. Light. But it fits nice. It's like that Egyptian cotton. It is, man. High thread count. High thread count. Another. <laughs> now, Morris Claiborne, though, man, it, I would love to see him as a book. I don't know if that's a position that we need to so much worry about, Bro, though. if I got I think $3 million dollars left and, hey, I can get Morris Claiborne. All right. Well, let me ask you this question. Let me pose this question. Since we're on this Morris Claiborne and where we want to spend our money at, if you had to choose a position of need, what's the most desperate position of need? That? That's as far as depth and starting uh, a, a somebody to start in that position. Well, well, there's there's a lot of answers that need to be. Uh, well, what's yours in your head? What's the top of that list for you? I mean, it can go either way. We're going to talk about that here in, in a little bit. I'm, you want to segue into that later? Segue into that later. Okay. There's there's I'll, some I'll camp tell battles. You everybody but the position, man. That's the position we need. We need a safety position. I'm I'm happy with corner. What we got? All right, defensive line, bro. We got Sue. I'm good. We could Vita Vega comes back. We're good on defensive line. Linebackers Levante David and Devin White, bro. Where did Vita Vega go? Is he on vacation? He'll be back. No, he's not injured. No, Vita's good. No, I'm saying, but Vita, yeah, Vita finished strong last year, so I'm looking forward to him having a big season from the start because he was out with that that calf injury. I think what you're trying to hint at is some other. uh, Let me get to the list. Let me get to the list. That's what I'm saying. Let's let me get to the list. Go ahead. Go through the list. You, I know you may not be high up on you think maybe. I'm not asking you who you think you should bring in. I'm asking you what do you think the biggest position well, of need is. What you're, you're what, I'm, ahead, what I'm trying list. to get at is on this list. There's defensive linemen, which is probably what you're trying to hint at. But if That's I get not, to the list, then we can okay. talk about that. But I'm trying to get to the list. Go so ahead, we, go ahead, we, go. We hey, hey, hey Craig, list. Craig, you want to go through the list? I do want to go through All the right. list. Another Eddie, you want to hear the list? Yeah. Another. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm, go just, ahead. I'm trying to get you guys to zip it. So All right. Keep on going. 
Another move that they say on this fantastic article that the Bucks should trade for Duke Johnson or sign Jai. That's why you wanted me to shut up. You just wanted to say Jay no, Duke, Duke Johnson. Johnson. Listen, he's one of Duke Johnson sense. in his it mouth. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Or Jai. I don't like a Jai. I, I, I just I'm like, gonna get four games. I like how you said that though. Pro. You're like, and Duke Johnson. You're like, or Jai. Because he's like injury prone. Yeah, yeah man. J-A-J-I. I'm gonna get four good games. Solid good games. They also have on here no trade reason. for an offensive lineman on a rookie deal or sign a veteran for cheap. Obviously, they're talking about, you know, Caleb Beninock, his yep. issues. Alex Kappa hasn't quite really shown what they need. You know, we've brought in Earl Watford and uh, Josh Laribus. Who? Yeah, Earl Watford has not been a starting Josh guard Laribis. his whole career, so. That that's my biggest thing. That sounds like an offensive lineman right there. Going into training camp is that offensive Josh guard spot. Rebus. Well, apparently there's a few linemen out there. One of those being uh, Pat Elephant, a former third Pat. round pick from the Minnesota Vikings. Pat Elephant. Okay. And also, Leil Collins, who played for the uh, played all over the line for the Dallas Cowboys, who enters his contract year with a team with a ton of mouths to feed. So I mean, that's those are some players right there. Also, uh, Josh Sullivan uh, could be a route that the Buccaneers can take. Couple of offensive linemen there, which which is probably, I think, our our two biggest needs. If we have to go depth wise, where we can definitely improve is going to be in the trenches, either side. Well, I'd say starting. I mean, hell, offensive guard on that right side. We talked about it earlier. Who do we got? Earl Wofford, Alex Kappa, who reports are early in minicamp, earliest offseason and last season, not progressing the way the coaching staff and the Buccaneers thought he would. Yeah, we've been. You can always get a serviceable lineman, man. You can't always get Morris Claiborne, though. Can you always get a serviceable always. lineman? I don't know. Always. I feel like we invested a lot in the draft. Yeah. With uh, our defensive backs, I think that's the route we're going to go. We're going to stick with those young guys. We're going to throw them in. Because we already did it last year with Carlton hmm. Davis and MJ Stewart, so I think that's almost the route we need to go this upcoming draft with offensive line or defensive line. Either way you go, um, or linebacker is a linebacker on the list there. There is not linebacker. Linebacker is really one. Well, of our, I think you're one of the only people in this room that thinks that linebacker is like a, like a weak link. I mean, not at we're, all. Pretty, we're pretty deep. I'm not saying that we're not so much deep on the starting linebackers, but as far as middle linebacker, we're a little weak. I mean, I think we got players that can play multiple positions, and we're going to, you know, I think. What about Mason Foster? I mean, like we just opened the show with, we hinted about him. I don't think, is he a 3-4 guy, though? Play for Washington. Did they Mm. they run a 3-4 there? They sure did. Hmm. I mean, possibly, but I mean, we only got 3 million. Yeah, like 120-some tackles. He may want more than the $3 million to come here, though. He might. He only made like five last year from Washington, so he got cut from them. He's also the leading tackler, though. And he got cut, though. He's a guy that got cut. It's, he is a guy that got I don't cut. know. That fits right in that $2 million range to me. Maybe. We'll see. What, what does that get you? What does $2 million get you? Not much nowadays in the NFL or any sports. Now, like a pack of bubble gum and a Hershey's Damn. bar. Like you got to be really young like or really old cousin. to get less than $2 million. It's, it's, it's like when you at the, ho- the, the nice hotel with the little mini fridge. Yeah, yeah. But well, they put no, the lock I'll, on it. 
all honesty, I mean, a lot of the Bottle majority, waters, ten dollars. The majority of that fifty-three man roster does not make anywhere close to two million dollars. Nah. A lot of them, the majority of them, make less than a million dollars. League minimum guys out there. Um, some some notables on the defensive line. Obviously, we've talked about these two guys before. Muhammad Wilkerson or Corey, uh, is it legit or legit? I say legit. 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 Yeah, I like legit. Too though. legit. Too legit, legit to quit. Legit, hey. legit. But you know, JPP yeah. injured. Got out. Obviously, play. he's gone. I'm gonna hope JPP comes back for the playoffs. Yeah, Imagine I, that. Though. Don't hold your breath. Just uh, put that out there. Though. 32 year old defensive end, fractured neck. Already blew Rudy? his fingers off. He, like he needs some bubble wrap, man. He Imagine does. that. You come back with the baddest neck bracing, like neck bone muscle, just like reattachment shit. Well, and then Bron- with the you wing. You're going to have the Brian Cox little yeah, thing man. on the back and of And he's out there with the with the chicken wing finger hand. Man. The Ninja Turtle hand. Yeah. <laughs> no? He's under contract, the Ninja man. Ninja Turtle, that one got Listen, I was at, that was actually, if we were going to do a walk the uh, plank and, and fire the cannons, that was going to be a question for you guys. Uh-huh. Because of the injury, we can cut him at any time with no penalty and free up $12 million. Mm-hmm. But how don't you think we would have already ask? done that earlier on in the process? No. I, mean, I think Because we've needed the money. We released other guys to get the money. Fuck them other guys, man. You so, got JPP. That's just my devil's advocate point to that. We'll see. But if it comes down to a, a, a situation where maybe we need to free up some money to make a trade, he could be... Because they already said they're gonna That's be, possible. they're gonna wait six months just to even see where he's at. So he's not even guaranteed. Like it's not even like guaranteed in six months he comes back. And what it's been like two what, what months. What the hell was now? he doing that early in the morning, man? That he got in that car accident. Man, only one to leave a space Odyssey two thousand one. Man, something like that. I need to see that police report. But Muhammad Wilkerson, Corey uh, Lujit are, are two guys that are that have been bounced around. Some some names that can possibly. Come here to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Muhammad Wilkerson had that one year for the Jets where he had like 14 and a half sacks, and then like he kind of fell off. Kind of, you know what he kind of reminds me of? Who? Not playing style, but just like the situation. Albert Hainsworth had like those one or two like really good years. He got that big ass contract. Got that big contract and mm-hmm. just, you know. Who, just, who was the contract with Tennessee? It was yeah, in it Tennessee. Was, yeah. And mm-hmm. the, then he got released and the Bucks picked him up for the low or something like that. <laughs> And I don't even know what he did. Like he just stepped on people's fingers and heads. Yeah, he got he got stuck at Buffalo. Why are you talking about Sue? Nah, Sue, I mean, Sue doesn't do that anymore. He's clean. He's matured. Now. Hey man, I'm not saying anything bad against my dude. He's my boy did. Now. My boy did say the ESPN and, and everybody. They, they have they have him a little. You know, saying one of the dirtiest players. Dirtiest players. Yeah. But Bro, you have moments when you're playing, and sometimes you can't control. Eh. Yeah. Le- a late hit to the quarterback. I mean, this it is happens. a this is a fast game we're talking about. Warren you know Sapp lit that dude up, man. He knew better. The little than groundhog that. from Groundhog Day trips. Oh, he yeah. stepped on that dude's fingers. You no, know what but saying? what Eddie was just saying when when Warren Sapp hit that Green that, Bay. that little uh, snapback block on Chad Clifton or whatever yes. his name was, lit his ass up. Yes, boy. he did. Holmgren was mad. <laughs> you don't always get opportunities, you know. It just happens. Man. Now we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We switching. We're going to switch gears to the to the coaching side of the ball. Ooh. Just for a tad bit. Defense or offense? Defense first. Okay. Because that's what wins us championships, allegedly. That's right. that's I don't right. have that offensive one. I didn't share it. You didn't share so it? So I don't have it, but I can kind of. You, you I mean, you got yeah. time to look it up on time. I tried to. <laughs> I you couldn't find it? Couldn't find it. But it, the gist of it, I have. So. All right. Well, basically, you know, the Bucks did make a splash this offseason, bringing in Bruce Arians, which along came. 
Our boy Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Bringing in a young I'm excited about Todd Bowles. Just so I'm on the record, yeah. man. Uh, both I'm excited as fuck. I, I both of them bring I, a lot of optimism to the Tampa Bay area, for I think sure. Todd Bowles then we, beast, then we bring an up-and-coming coach like Byron Leftwich. Oh, we ain't even going to start on him, man. That's going to be a beautiful thing. Beautiful things. But I got an article here talking about, you know, Bowles, how he fared as the defensive coordinator in Arizona, and obviously with his first year with the Jets and, and how things went. Um, Bro, he's been coaching for a minute, man. Yes, he has. He's a beast of a coach. So, in 2012, the Cardinals finished the year with a 5-11 and record. That's when Wisenhunt got fired. And basically, when Bowles took over with the defense, he had Tyler on the roster the following year, and the team jumped from 12th overall on defense all the way to 6th. So, they improved 6 spots. So even if, like, with our defense from a year ago, which was, like, what, the late 20s, I believe, when we looked it up? Yeah, it was, like, mm-hmm. 29. Like, 27, 29. 29. I mean, if you can jump six, I mean, we're, like, we're at least. In the teens. And, like, the. Like, I think the higher you go and worse that you are, the potential with this with Todd Bowles the the increment's going to be a lot bigger than just one yes. or two spots. And I'm just saying, at, you know, six spots, I mean. We, we can end up creeping into, like, the 20. At, at he's been a part of good defenses, scenario. man. He's had he, he has. good defenses. And we've got we've got some pieces, some young guys on this defense that if they start to flash, they could take the lead by storm. They can play cohesively, you know, and come together. And here's the thing. he didn't he, To even get to that rank, he didn't have to do too much. Um, the defense was ranked 12th. Averaging 337.8 yards per game. That's what they were giving up. Literally dropped them 20 yards per game average, and it jumped them up six spots to 317.4 yards per game. So it's not even like he had to make that much of an improvement over there to even see the team jump up that high. So, like, if, if he can get the Bucks in, like, the 300 range, which we're probably giving up, like, 400 yards ourselves on defense Yeah, we last were year. over 400. I mean, if we get down to, like, the, the 330s or even 317, we're going to jump probably, like, 10, 15 spots. You know oh, what I mean? 100%, bro. So it's one of those situations where definitely did his thing. Um, Fun fact about Todd Bowles. Not only was he interim defensive coordinator of the Eagles, he was also interim head coach of the Dolphins. Wow, did not know So that. your boy has held some jobs down, man, while other people walked the plank. That's true. So that goes to show you something about his coaching. So and on the other side of that, we've got Bruce Arians. Beast of Offensive coach. wizard. Quarterback guru. You got Amazon? <clears throat> I got Prime. Check, have you ever watched that All or Nothing when he was with the Cardinals? And you, I did, yeah, bro. I did that like, him like six months ago. Yeah, when man. found out he's going to be coach here, bro. So punk, just watching him coach. Want to check that out? It, it's, it's good, man. His he's, got, he's definitely got some flavor to him. He does for man. sure. So I know he's going to excite those people out there. So uh, the article that I don't have, which miraculously disappeared and wasn't shared to our messenger, was basically going over. Uh, Arian's first four year or first year in the four different places he started, which was his first place was in Pittsburgh when he became Pittsburgh. offensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, the they had left. a big, huge increase in Ben's production, and uh, also their record increased that season. Then he became interim head coach for Chuck Pagano. Remember when he yep. was battling leukemia? Yep. 
He actually went nine and three that year because he didn't have the full season. And Luck had a really good year. Luck, yep. And he worked with Luck for a couple seasons uh, before that as offensive coordinator. Then in 2013, he was hired as Arizona's head coach. So the 2014 season, they went 11 and five, and were the fifth seed in the NFC. Uh, they, t- they tied a franchise record for most wins in Cardinals history. And Carson Palmer um, was balling out. Like, he, he turned Carson around from the dead, basically. from he, Carson got released from, what, um, the Bengals, went to the Raiders, and ended up uh, just kind of sucking it up there. It looked like he was going to end his career. Which a lot of people then, did for a little minute there. Exactly. And then he went to Arizona and kind of had a revival there with uh, – only thing good that, that's been Arians. in Oakland over the last like twenty years is Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, Tim Brown, Tim Brown, Tim Brown. So Bruce has got a really good track record with uh, quarterbacks and it's, it's, turning them around. So is Todd Bowles, and, and Todd's got a good record with uh, defenses. So I think this is like the perfect marriage. So is for Bruce us. Arians the true quarterback whisperer, or is it the magic of the former Buccaneer from the Jaguars? Well, I don't know what you're talking about with that, but I do think he is a quarterback whisperer, and we will tell if he can turn Jameis' season around or next two, three, four seasons around or his career. Byron Leftwich, He man. is that quarterback whisperer. Okay. Well, yeah, Byron Leftwich isn't a quarterback whisperer. I mean, he did, no. he did a lot of that. Uh, Bruce got a lot of his accolades before Byron was even on that ship. Before Bry- Byron was even alive, probably. Bruce has been coaching for so long, you yeah. know. I think Byron's going to be a good coach, though. Like I do. Like, I, I think he's under the right tutelage. Exactly. Yeah, he, he definitely has a great mentor, man. And I think that's what's going to be in his longstanding career. When you look back as Byron Leftwich as a coach. Now, I'm not 100% on sure, but I do think Byron was an assistant on that Cardinals he team. Was. He, he was. was. So he was. He was an assistant he, over there. He did help. You know, yeah, so man. He, he worked his way up. He worked as, his way like, uh, I forget his first, but it's a lower position. Then he went up to, like, quarterback's coach and then uh, – uh, and took over offensive coordinator when Michael was And, and, and obviously, fired. you don't get that kind of promotion going from like a lower level assistant to something as important. And you know, quarterback coach is a pretty important coach on the team. You're going to see the over if they, if they're really good coaches, you're going to see the overall coaching staff just bloom. And over the years, same thing happened with the Bucks. Well, yeah, right? I mean the way they're that start the way that off. this is set up, I mean it, it's it's almost as given. You know, and this, you know, knock on wood. If watch every, the position coaches, if, well, man. Watch if, the positions as that's they come out. Say, if every, shining. If everything goes the way that it, you know, the Bucks would like it to go, Arians does his three to four years on his contract, retires, hands the team over to probably Todd Bowles because he has the most experience as a head Byron coach. Byron running the offense. Byron run the offense. Some other positional guys get their their moves up. Mm-hmm. You know, Bowles is the is is the head coach slash like. Whatever he he'll be like the, you know how like to say so on the defense. But of course, we'll have a defensive coordinator who he's kind of like in his ear about you know as a head coaches and head coaches in both of their ears. Honestly, mm-hmm. if uh, you know you're really doing it correct, but Byron Left, which I think is somebody who has potential outside of like um, you know somebody who I would love to see as an offensive coordinator of the league, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning would be raw as hell. He would be a great. Offensive oh, coordinator. He's just too—he's too busy cashing his State Farm yeah, checks. He, he's going to get got, bored. He's going to get bored, bro. Watch. So he's a football head, and he's going to want to—he's going to love to be. A he'll, coach. He'll, he'll at least either be a coach or he'll be on. Do you think TV somewhere? Yeah. Byron Leftwich will be calling plays this season. It's not a given. I don't think it's a given. 
that he's going to be pa- calling the well, plays. Well, he is the actual offensive think, coordinator too, as well. So. Right? He is. I think he will be. Okay. It's, it's, it's probably, I think it's between him and James. Now, watch because Todd's got that defense. Well, well, Bruce doesn't well, need to well, be well, in he, there. And here's one thing you got to take into consideration: just because he's the offensive coordinator calling the plays doesn't mean that the, his plays that he drew up. It's true. Well, it I know. Can, I, it, it can I made be, that point last saying, week. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's Bruce's be, offense. Yeah. And then Byron's just going to be there. But is it, it though? Maybe in some clutch, yeah. situ- maybe in some clutch situations. I think it's Byron's offense. Maybe under Bruce's tutelage. He no. said, look, man. This is Bruce's hey, offense. Bro, in good management, you're going to put and he's your just guy gonna be, under you. He's going to be like the drive. You know, like when you were a kid and you had like the, like the fake driving steering wheel and your dad was really driving? Mm-hmm. Well, that's Bruce driving the ship. And Byron's he just over here with, with the play wheel. But he like, already did that in acting Arizona. Acting like he's driving. But, but he never had the offensive coordinator, though. So this is a new thing for him. Well, he did. He had the interim yeah, offensive man. coordinator spot when they fired Mike McCoy for a, a couple games the last hey, part of the he season. He got it. He got the test. But he, it doesn't mean he was calling plays. Doesn't I mean think it's at his this offense. Point, I think it was a, still Mike McCoy's offense when he got fired. They just let Byron Bruce call plays. Arians' offense. Too late in the season implementing. Byron Leftwich gets to call the program. So, he, so, he's so manager the, of operations. So to answer your your question, I think for the most part he's going to get to call plays in certain instances. Yeah. Or maybe like clutch moments in, a, in like where you need like a certain play to Inche happen. Executive order, maybe man. Fourth Sass. quarter or something like that. Bruce may put in his two cents. I think he's going to call plays, but I think Bruce is going to have the option to get in there whenever he wants and be like, you know what, run this right now. Yeah, 100%. Either that or they're going to really sit down a lot pregame, which is, you know, not unusual to happen, and just legit be like, hey, these are some of the things. Because you got to think, they watch so much film on different teams. Like, football is almost like a game of chess with human beings. Like, you know, you, like, Obviously, every play – that's why playbooks are so big. Every offensive play isn't going to work on every team the way that you want it to. Some teams, you know, depending on who you're playing, they may have a weak inside, so, you know, your passes may need to be more – maybe inside slants, different things like Half-time that. Half-time coaching, man. You know, they may have that – you know, in the game, you may have that, that one player that comes out, your third or fourth string defensive back comes in because of injury. You know, that's usually the, you see a lot of quarterbacks, they go pick on that new guy who's just coming off the bench, hasn't really been in the game. Game, been sitting on the bench, different things like that. There's a strategy behind it. I think that, you know, Bruce will probably, like, I think when we see on the sideline, we're going to see Bruce a lot of the times by Byron Leftwich more than we'll see Bruce kind of in Todd Bowles' ear. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that I think that Byron. He's still being mentored. But I don't think that Byron Leftwich is going to necessarily be a quote unquote puppet. No, oh no, not at all, man. I think he'll He's still not get Clyde some free Christensen's range. or nothing. Not yeah, I think he'll still get some free range. But I think Todd Bowles is not the puppet. I think Byron definitely is the puppet. Okay. I'm definitely going to say he's got tight reins on what kind of plays he's calling. When you go to One, training it's camp? out of Bruce's playbook. This is not Byron's playbook. He's not drawing up these plays. Watch it. When you go to training camp, you'll see it. Up. We don't know. They could have drew up some together, too. You'll see it in training camp. How much more Bruce Arians is running the offense over your boy, Leftwich. I'm not movement, saying no, the but movement listen, the of difference the offense. Is, no, bro, it's the movement of the offense top to bottom. Yeah, but you're I, saying – I'm not saying that he's not going to be running the offense. He's going to run the offense. He's going to be calling plays too. But it's not his offense he's running no, is what I'm saying. I understand That's that. all I'm saying. He's just there to implement it. Do I think he's going to call plays? Yes. 
Do I think Bruce ultimately has the ultimate veto to be like, oh, hey, yeah. third down it's and I'm three? Coach. I don't want you to you right run now, it here. No. I want you to play action pass, and I want you to go for it. And go that's deep. why he's head coach. You know? That's why he's the head coach. Head coach. Exactly. That's, that's all job. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that Byron – I'm not discrediting Byron Leftwich or what he's going to be doing. He's a young coach. He just worked his way up to this title of full-time offensive coordinator. But see, It takes time. And this is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So you said you think he's going to be the puppet, and to me the puppet's like – Hey, Zach, I want you to run this play. Hey, Zach, I want you to run this play. Hey, Zach, I want you to run the play. And then, like, he's just basically, like, saying, oh, we're running. And then he's, like, like I think, like, I, I, think, don't, I, don't think I don't think it's going to be, like, Bruce, like, every play, like, this play, this play, this play, this play. And then Here's basically Byron's my thought in. to that. He's been I'm, with him with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been with him with the with the Arizona Cardinals and now with the Buccaneers. He knows how Bruce Arian thinks. thinks exactly. So basically he's going to do what Bruce does, and that's basically what I meant by be his puppet. Not necessarily that Bruce is going to be calling the plays or telling him See, what to and, run. And, and, and that's where I think the word puppet – what you're yeah. trying to get at, the puppet isn't the right word. His Super Bowl winning puppet, no. though. Super Bowl winning puppet. Who, who's, Super that? Bowl. who's that, Byron? Yeah. With, with Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah, we went over that a couple weeks ago. I remember. You're right. I'm, just, I, I'm joking about like y'all man. act like I. But he wanted. I had nothing bad to say about Byron. I, I just don't think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna have like, probably a little more full set. I, I think he's gonna have a little bit more uh, freedom than what you might think, though. Okay, I definitely do. Time will tell, and it's creeping up real. It's, close. it's hard though. It's hard because they had such a great offense last Three year. Three weeks is the first game. They had such mm-hmm. a great offense last year under a completely different regime. But right? the beautiful thing about plan. this is, is like Bruce is going to go to your strength. He's not going to go to your weakness. I know. So I know. He, he's going to come in here. He's going to implement something that's going to be – Plus, you've got to remember schemes. that Bruce and James go way back. They do. Way back. To Alabama. So, back to Alabama. So there's, there's, there's some – you know Where Jabu's from. Jabu. They know each other is what I'm trying to say basically. Well, that's really their only. That, there was only a couple teams. He's like the Jedi and the young Padawan. Well, there was only a couple teams that Bruce Arians was willing to come out of retirement for, the Bucks being one of them. Because they had and James. it was because when Jameis was in high school, he attended a football camp mm-hmm. that Bruce Arians held, and he was so impressed with Jameis Winston that he wanted to coach him, and obviously. He feels that he can get. I'm cry, man. Yeah. It makes me feel. He, good. he feels that he can get the best out of Jameis Winston, and, and he, he can't do it. No one else can. And, 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 and you know, the, like I said, even a lot of the people in, in the sports world, there's there's knocks on Winston about certain things, but there's no denying the fact that he is a gifted player. Oh yeah, man. You know, he's a big dude. That was a winner. I, I think we're gonna see a little bit of a, a, a situation where with Jameis, you're gonna kind of see almost like think. Think Ben Roethlisberger, young Ben Roethlisberger. I think we may see he's MVP, more talented man. right now than Ben was in his four years. And, and I think MVP. we'll see him. Ben of, didn't throw, but for like twenty five hundred yards. But you know and, how you know how Ben was real good. Like not so much now because he's gotten a little slower. But you know how Ben used to be really good about like if the defenses took everything away. Like he'd be able to skirt and get yeah. like those seven eight yards. Ben dude, threw thirty six touchdowns last year. You know that? I didn't know that. But you know how he, but you know how he's good at like scrambling and getting those like because he's so tall he takes yeah. like five steps he's like seven yards down the field, like James I think hesitates on certain instances where he could just like, like hit that mic. he should hit that little gap 
and you know get that five six yards and you know live the play another play. I think we're gonna see Bruce is gonna talk that into him like, hey man, you see that hole, you know, because because he's not a Deshaun Watson, <clears throat> he's not a um. Uh, what, what's the, what's the quarterback's name for the Ravens? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. He's not the Mike, a Michael Vick type runner, but he's the guy who like much like uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, you know, he's not a known running quarterback, but he can get out of the hey, way. You you guard his his wide receivers good enough, and you leave a gap open, gap open, and he ain't got nowhere to go. You best believe he gonna go pick up them five to seven yards, and you know, get us another. You know, not like Eli Manning. Yeah, not like Eli Manning, where he gets sacked for five to seven yards. But yeah, I think there's going to be some 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 good things to come with these core coaches that we have, and we honestly, you know, next thing on the board is injuries. Luckily, another knock on wood moment. I'm gonna knock on my head because I feel like it's wood sometimes. But I mean, going going into training camp, we don't have a real huge amount of significant injuries. I mean, we do got some key injuries. One of them being JPP. That's a neck. big one, man. That's a big one. <laughs> Your boy had yeah. double digits. But I'm saying like, like, but it's not. We a, know about that. We've had to deal with that for the last few months. It, it still happened. But it's not like a situation where like, like the Golden State Warriors just had, where they had like uh, Boogie Cousins was kind of coming off injury. Uh, KD Clay, Torres, Clay Thompson, yeah, Clay yeah. Thompson. You know, what I'm saying like your super superstars. Like, yeah, we got one guy injured, and then we got Justin Evans who's recovering. Who's like injury. he's more like on the scale of coming back than he is like I'm injured and trying to fight back. So he's closer to coming back than obviously JPP. But outside of that, hopefully, you know, out, hopefully, yeah. out, but outside of that, you know, there's, there might be some some bumps, some bruises. You got the Sitchi, uh, the middle linebacker that we drafted last year. He's got the ACL tear from last year. He's probably not going to be back for a little while. Um, we got Nick Fitzpatrick, right? Yep, the rookie out of Ole Miss, I think it was Something that like we that. drafted him out of. I mean, there's there's some players that that are a little, like I said, a little dinged up, but some of them, like even Zach, you know, made a point in our, in our you know message board that a lot of these guys are just camp bodies. They're probably yeah, not going to make the fifty. They're filling space. Some of them, you know, may have the potential to make the practice squad type type deal, but main main no, no Ernest Grands out yeah, there. Yeah, main injury. I'm going to say Justin Evans, JPP, those are the biggest things that we really got to worry about. Luckily, going, in, going into training camp. Yeah. We haven't even hit training camp or preseason yet. Yeah. So Luckily, though, that safety position, we did bring in a couple people in free agency and in uh, the draft. So there's a little more depth there. And if I'm not mistaken, we don't have to start cutting um, players until closer to like the third or fourth game in the preseason, right? Yes, yeah, closer get, to that time. We, yeah. get to, we get to have a lot of the guys for the first couple of games. Yep. And um, the Buccaneers did release their 2019 training camp roster. And do you, do you have that one pulled up, Zach? Uh, I do not, but I will definitely pull it up. I got it right here, actually. And, and obviously, there's a couple positions on here that there's not really much competition for at least like the starting job. Uh, but there are some positions where there are some wide open Talk about um, the uh, fights. The backup quarterbacks, man. Well, let's go ahead and start with the quarterbacks. Uh, going into camp, and this is a uh, this is from Bucks Wire. And this is the um, 2019 Buccaneers uh, roster, basically going mm-hmm. into training camp. So, quarterback position, we got Jameis Winston, Blaine Gabbert, and Ryan Griffin. That's our three guys right there. Three quarterbacks. Usually, when you're going into camp, you might see four or five. So right now, obviously, this Ryan is Ryan Griffin gets job. no love, man. I, I like Ryan Griffin. He's a great backup. Bro. He's a great backup. Man. 
I don't think he's starting caliber, but I do I do agree with Zach. I think he's a guy who can come in. Maybe flashes preseason. Yeah, I think he's a guy who can come in if needed. Knock on wood. Hopefully we don't. But he's a guy who come in and manage a couple. I of think games. that cat ever gets a chance and be just because we were talking about him earlier. That's a that's a Kurt Warner right there. Oh God. Watch. All right. Uh, Watch later, man. Moving he has those on. High expectations. Moving on. Obviously, the quarterback position is Jameis's. Win- uh, James oh, it is. Winston's. It is. And then who everybody else. Who would you have as backup, backup though? Um, I probably had to give that to Ryan Griffin, honestly, for me. I appreciate now, that. Now Blaine, I appreciate that. Now, Blaine has I, I been think, okay as a backup. I in think this Blaine could be the odd man out. I think if if he does end up being our second-string quarterback, it's because, like you said, the fact that he is a veteran who at least does have starting games yeah. under he, his he's belt. He's won some games, it, yeah. just not in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, I think they might ride with three for the season. Yeah, probably. They might ride with Ryan Griffin because remember last year he was hurt for a while, so he True. was like on the injured True. list. So uh, I could definitely see them uh, riding with three. Going to running back, moving along, uh, we've got a little bit pretty of a wide battle up. here. I mean, that's pretty wide open. Except yeah. For, I mean, who, who ends up in first place after preseason? What do you mean? For I'm running starting, back? Yeah, starting running back. Who, well, who knows? Right now I think the lead has to go to Peyton Barber. Uh, just, who do you think? Just by I, I think it's Peyton Barber. That's going to so? be our starter running back for week one. No, for me. after preseason. It's what, That's week one. I had to say it's Peyton Barber. It's, it's Peyton Barber's to lose. Yeah, okay. exactly. I mean, they've come out and said it's Peyton Barber. I mean, Ronald Jones has not shown anything. He showed yeah. some flashes to be able to run in some some uh, Umbro shorts in practice. <laughs> like, he <laughs> hasn't been able to break a tackle they yet. They weren't even Nikes? He hasn't, Damn like, it. done anything spectacular. Yeah, until he has game one preseason exactly. against the Steelers, and he maybe gets his chance and he maybe drops 150 yards or something like that. And 13 pounds aren't going to help. Yeah. In in his first preseason game, he better run as many more yards than he had all last season. Who has a better game? Time will tell. Because, see, here's the thing. If it's preseason and Peyton Barber is the starter, it's all going to depend on how they do that. He'll probably get a series the first game or so. The the starters usually only get like one or two series the, the very first game. Yeah. So he may only get two, three carries. Let's go be excited, boy. Honestly, I can't I wait. Think Peyton I can't has wait. cemented himself as the starter for the most part, unless Ronald Jones just completely balls out for the preseason. I, I, bro, if he but sucks this year, his his NFL career is over. Who's that, Ronald, Ronald Jones? Jones? Yes, I, com- I agree. Completely. Dumb, let, me, let me move on with this because we're going to take forever getting through this whole team. So running backs, obviously Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, and then we got Andre Ellington, Bruce Anderson, and Dare. I'm not even going to dare to say his name, his last Next. name, because I can't even pronounce Next. it. He won't be on the roster. Next. Uh, wide receivers. We have a lot of wide receivers. We're going into uh, training camp. We've got KJ, that was a big discussion. KJ man. Brent, Mike Ed, uh, Evans, Chris Godwin, Anthony Johnson, Demarcus Lodge, Scotty Miller, a guy that we were talking about earlier today. Bryant Mitchell, Brashard Perryman, Spencer Schnell, uh, Cortrell Simpson, Justin Watson, uh, pick last from last year, uh, and Bobo Wilson. Bobo Wilson, former man. Florida State Seminole. Bobo Wilson. Just throw team. that out there. Uh, so we got a lot of wide receivers. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. like ten wide receivers going. We know who one and two is going to be. Who's going to be number three? Um, either Scotty or Brashard or Justin Watson. I think. Yeah, okay, Scotty Miller's going to show and, up. And I was going to say for that backup on the running back is probably going to be between Rojo and Andre Ellington. I think Andre Ellington may be the, the odd guy out. But outside of our two two starters and the wide receivers, you got Mike Evans. You got uh, Godwin. Godwin. I mean, it's it's pretty much anybody's game from there. Because Brashad Perriman, somebody who's been um, hurt, uh, 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 kind of you know had the injury bug at some places that he's been to. 
I mean, realistically, I don't think he's he's not really like the slot receiver type. I'm not saying that he can't go on the inside, but he's more like that deep threat speed guy. He that does not have a deep route tree. He does not run a lot of routes efficiently. He's like, he's, yeah, he's like a he's Mike Wallace. A, he's got like three routes he runs great. He's like a, a Mike slant Wallace. and a hey, go man, route, just, and yeah, then maybe a comeback route. Like, yeah, he's if like you're a, open. You're open. He's like he's like a Mike Wallace. I feel like. Yeah. Um. So that's that's somebody who who realistically he's on a one year deal with us. He's on a prove it deal. Not very much money that he's really even getting paid. That's somebody who I think Scotty Miller, who they brought in to kind of maybe replace Adam Humphreys, Deshaun Jackson. He may be the guy who's, you know, a, a lot of things that I've been reading from some of the beat writers out here, really high on Scotty Miller. He may end up finishing training camp in preseason as our number three guy. Let's see how he plays with the big boys in preseason day we'll one. See, yep. But everything that points in mini camps and OTAs and, and, and all rookie camps and all that stuff, he's fast. He's quick, he's agile, he can catch the ball. And he's in the training room with Winston like a champ. Now, I, and he's halfway decent on special teams, which is out of those, I'll get him on the field Out of well. those other names that you named, I think Bobo Wilson is named. Obviously, he's somebody that we've seen on Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. somebody who played with Jameis in college. Yeah, man. Um, somebody who does have a repertoire. They got reps. He, he's That's somebody, important. He's somebody with maybe that thinned out um, wide receiver core with Deshaun Jackson leaving, with Adam Humphreys leaving. I think he may have an edge as a guy to at least make because I think he's been on the practice squad the oh, past yeah. couple he of years. He has. He's yep. played a few games. He, he, and he, he's also been on the roster as well. And he's been on the roster at times. Back and forth. He, yeah. he, he may be a guy that could kind of maybe solidify and take that next step. To I think he's going to come in like, like Sammy Strada. fifth, sixth. Yes, like a Sammy Strada. He's like going to come in like Sammy Strada. He's going to come in as that practice squad guy who came in off training camp and just showed out and stayed consistent with the team. And then he got his chance to play. It was his time up, and he got his rep. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to play some special teams. That's yeah. what it's gonna come down to. 100%. Not necessarily returning the ball, but playing special teams, tackling on punt return, uh, kickoff. Listen, you know, if, Graham, boy. If, there, if there's a wide receiver where I think could put a hit on somebody, I mean, Bobo. Bobo yeah, got yeah. a nice build. Yeah. Bobo gonna knock you out. Hey, boy. I mean, Who let's, just, you let's, out, let's Bobo? just be real. If you return the punt, you want to get hit by a dude named Bobo? Hell no. Nah. Do I don't want to get hit by any NFL or not even. <laughs> a, not even a <laughs> punter. Bobo. Not even Pat. Just sounds like a guy who can hit, you yeah. know. Say like, yeah. like he's probably played defense for like Pop Warner before. Like, <laughs> he, he may be a wide receiver, but he's a play, he's he's a put some hits on people some people in the stands. Like, hey, Bobo. Like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bobo, don't, this ain't Bobo from the from the fair. He ain't gonna cry, he might crack a joke after he lay you out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving along, I think one of our our on offensive side of the ball, one of our biggest positions that is going to be a battle at. I think at tight end, we're pretty much solidified with Bray, O.J. Howard. That's going to be a good battle, too, though. We but got saying, six, though. We're bringing in six guys to camp right now. We got six tight ends, but, I mean, those are camp probably bodies. Five, realistic, sure. bro. Listen. Come on, man. I know. I know. Hear me I say, out. I say we take three. Hear me out. Who's the third? Our our offensive line is suspect. They can bring – some of those tight ends could be just blocking tight ends. They bring to get that extra guy out there. In certain, yeah. certain instances. I mean, we all know O.J. can it can block. Uh, so tight ends. Let's see. The t- top three in my book, it's it's O.J., Bray, and Anthony Alclair. Okay. Not to be confused with the donut. Okay. Eclair. That sounds uh, good. There's three other guys on this list, but I don't. I mean, like I said, camp bodies going in, six guys going in. At center, we've got Ryan Jensen, newly signed Josh Lavribus, and then Nate Trayan. Um, probably going to take two centers into the season, I would say. Uh, guard, probably the weakest spot in my eyes because we've got a starter 
spot in need. You know, we need we need somebody to fill that right. Yeah, outside spot. of Ali Marpet, like our guard situation is kind of suspect. Ryan Jensen needs to step or yeah. he was a step up at center, but uh, I think a lot of that had to do with Caleb Benenock bringing down that side. Demar Dotson, who the year prior, Demar Dotson ball was man. a was the top right tackle in the league besides beast, Lane Johnson. Bro. He was a beast. According to Pro Football Focus, some people don't like them. I I tend to to like their their analytics. Uh, but then the next year, he's with uh, Caleb Benenock. He has a terrible year, one of the worst right tackles in the year or in the league. And then you also had Ryan Jensen, who had a lot of holding calls and stupid calls, and also didn't play I, as well. I think Evan Smith can if, if Evan Smith can solidify. Or you think he's going to be the backup center? I, he can play both. We've seen that before. He's I think he, I think he, he fares pretty good at guard. If you put him on the opposite side of uh, Marpet. Mm-hmm. Which would be Dotson's side, right? Yes, yeah, right plays yeah. on, on Donovan Smith's yeah. side. He does. I mean, that can if, if you know some of the technique and some of the and, and who knows. Listen, the offense that they were running with with uh, with oh Dirk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's it's a whole different offensive scheme. The the blocking schemes may be easier for for the the linemen. Who knows what what to expect from Bruce Arians? We'll see, but we we'll see. We did. We'll hear, see the first game against the Steelers. We baby. did hear the Bucks come out and say that they aren't really necessarily happy with the progress that uh, Alex, uh, what's his name, Alex Capham has made so far during mini camps and OTAs and so far. Uh, this second year, his sophomore season in the NFL. So if he's not going to be the guy. Then you're looking at guys like Earl Watford, who's never really been a starter in this league, played for Arizona for a little bit, a team that's not really known for offensive line play, at least well, offensive, you know, playing well. Uh, so that right side is in desperate need. That's where I think maybe we need to find somebody to come in off the street that maybe we can sign. Hey, it's, it's, early, knows, in the, it's early in the preseason. We don't know who's going to get cut. Or from maybe other, one of these young guys can step yeah, up. Yeah, we don't know who's going to get cut from other teams and different things like that. Sometimes, you know, it just happens. You get that dime in the rough. So we'll see how it Not goes. named Caleb Benenock. Not named yeah. <laughs> Hey, maybe he maybe he'd be better attack. And we'll he's, he's, he's also moved to uh, offensive line to finish this up. We've got uh, guys like Earl Wofford, Evan Smith, like we talked about, Michael Ledecky, and Caleb Benenock on the offensive line. Uh, going to cornerback in Laribus. We are bringing in Laribus. He's playing center. Uh, we are bringing seven DBs or cornerbacks, I should say. Um, we got Jalen Allison, Sean Murphy Bunting, Car- uh, Carlton Davis, Jamil Dean, Vernon Hargraves the third, Devonte Harris, and Ryan Smith. Obviously, Ryan Smith is a four-game suspension. We got a defensive back. They got him labeled as a defensive back because obviously he's switching from cornerback to safety probably is MJ Stewart. Going down the defensive line, we've got – you want to say anything about defensive I, back? I was going to say they probably have him labeled as defensive back because they might try him at safety. Safety yeah. Or, yeah. or maybe like a nickel guy or something like that. But, yeah. so They, they might use him as like both, like a little hybrid or like something. Like a hybrid, yeah, like kind of like they used the Deion Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive Friday line – Bringing back Bo Allen, uh, the rookie out of Missouri, Terry Beckner Jr., the defensive tackle. I love Bo Allen, man. He's a, great, he's a great player. If you can stay healthy, we'll see. I we'll think he's going to have a good year. Uh, listen, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, Beckner like compared mm-hmm. to his stats. Uh, to what, was, it, was it Joe or was Nick Bosa that came out this, this last year? No, that was actually Anthony Johnson. That, Anthony Johnson. Uh, um, Anthony Johnson. Yeah, the, the, our rookie. Defensive end? Yeah. Um, he's another guy. Yeah. He is another guy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to what he, Anthony Nelson, not Johnson. Excuse me, Anthony Nelson. Yeah, a lot of unknowns. 
Um, he's actually coming in, and he's going to be playing outside linebacker for us. They got him listed as an outside linebacker. Huh. So, uh, but just That's some just quick notables. Uh, inside linebacker, linebacker, we're bringing in six guys. Uh, besides Devin White, Kevin Minter, and Levante David, you got you know guys like Devontae Bond. Not a lot of depth. Uh, you got uh, Dion Buchanan's coming in outside linebacker. We got Shaquille Barrett. Barrett. We got uh, Kazine Daniels. We got Demon Herring, Farrington Hugain. Uh, I don't even know how you say the last name. He won't be on the team for sure. Uh, <laughs> Carl Nassib, Anthony Nelson, the fourth round pick out of uh, where was he? Out of Iowa. Iowa. We were just talking about him and Patrick O'Connor, O'Connor, and Jason Pierre-Paul. Obviously, not going to be playing this this uh, year. And Noah Spence. Noah Spence. Yes. So that wraps yeah. it on that. Everybody we, forgets about Noah Spence, man. We do got a call on the line. This is Craig. This is. Fuck that podcast. Who we talking to? Hey, this is William Creech from Somerville. Hey, what's up, Creech? How you doing? Creech. Yeah, hey, I'm doing pretty good, y'all. I just want to know y'all do it. Y'all, I just want to say y'all do a really great job, and I enjoy listening to you, your ads, and everything. You guys work your tails off. Now, Alan Hearns was released today by the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how deep y'all are mm, and wide okay. receiver, but what do you think about Hearns coming? close to home in South Florida, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, that's that's a very good answer or question from you, Creech. They got yeah. $3 million Thank left Thank you for the call as well, yeah, Thank Creech. you for the Appreciate phone call. I, I think that's somebody, I mean, wide receiver, you know, that's somebody who they can bring in, give them a shot, and see, see what happens. I, I definitely don't disagree with it at all. Ooh, I definitely don't disagree with it at all. Alan Hearns coming in here, maybe be a third, fourth wide receiver on this team. Well, he, he kind of has – I mean, when he had success, it was in Jacksonville. If you can it get was, him on the low? Not that not? his success comes from – stemming from where he's playing at. I mean, he did go to Miami, obviously. Good return guy. And, 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 he was a good return good guy. Good return guy, bro. Him him, and your boy, Scotty Miller. I'm, mm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It would be just adding more depth. And, and then maybe this will segue into our next topic. And might even put us above the Atlanta Falcons for best ranking. Yeah, because he was a guy uh, with uh, Allen Robinson. Like I said, a, f- yeah. a few good years yeah. with with uh, the Jaguars, the Jaguars, and, and, and Blake Bortles. Yeah. yeah so I mean, you know, he did have his moments. I wouldn't say that he was like a, a, a top twenty wide receiver in the league, but he was a guy who put up some fantasy numbers and had some. You know, I had him on my team. Yeah, he had some games where he had like hundred yards, couple touchdowns type things. So I mean, he had the targets. <laughs> he had the targets. Definitely somebody worth bringing in. Like you said, third, fourth guy on the, on the you know, maybe maybe a guy who you can bring in to push a veteran like Brashad Perriman. Two guys, you know, kind of coming in off of a similar type of situation where they both uh, – well, Perriman's had an injury history. Hearn's kind of coming off an injury and, 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 you know, rehab from that and been kind of slow to get back. Probably a guy who could he benefit. He didn't have a good trip in Dallas. Yeah, he could probably benefit from a change of scenery. Yeah. I think that would be uh, definitely. They didn't even try to get him the ball in Dallas, it seemed like. No, they don't really do it. And Creech also chimed on the Facebook Live. He says, I got the Bucks shock in the Pittsburgh squad in, in the preseason. So, I mean, and listen, I, I think that's very doable. It is preseason, though. we got to keep that in mind. So, mm-hmm. you know, usually uh, it's it comes down to your third and fourth Stringers. starters. Yep. So, or, yeah, stringers, so. Well, you want to segue in since we were just talking about wide receivers a little bit. You want to segue into ranking the NFC South yeah, wide receiver we, group? We can do that. And all right, so this article obviously came out, and they're pitting us obviously one, two, three, four 
in in ranking mm-hmm. of the wide receivers. Now I can pretty much guarantee without, uh, and I haven't looked at this list. And tell me if I'm right. I'm pretty sure Carolina's ranked number four. Carolina is in fact ranked number four. Well, are the receivers? They got. That I'm going to go over that for you right now. I already see. I was two steps ahead of you. Eddie, I'm always two steps. Right, man. I'm two steps. Okay. All right, so they got Their starting wide receivers are DJ Moore Alf. and uh, <laughs> Alf. Jarius Wright. Jarius Wright signed okay. from Minnesota. Uh, they also have Torrey Smith, uh, Chris Hogan from the Patriots. Okay, so they Curtis mean, Samuel, uh, their recent draft pick a couple years ago. Uh, Andre, and this is when it starts getting into, you know, they, they've got Aldrich Robinson and just some no names, Rashad Ross. Okay, and so they so made a couple so. of upgrades. We'll, we'll just name the four. first four or five of, of relevance. They, they got some decent depth. Like, I would not mind having Chris Hogan on my team. Torrey Smith, I would take Torrey Smith in a heartbeat All to day. play in the slot to All run day. those deep routes. Yeah. I'll take Torrey Smith right now. Jarius Wright, yeah, I mean, the guy's probably he hasn't done too much in this league, but he's shown flashes. Maybe a fourth a or bit, fifth guy. But, yeah, so overall, this guy ranked them as the fourth. In my eyes, I say they are the last in the NFC I do, South. too. Yeah. And, and Creech chimed in. He has listed in the uh, NFC South Falcons, Bucks, Saints, Panthers. Okay, well, that's basically how this guy did his list. list okay. But I got a question for you. Do you have to throw in Christian McCaffrey in that? That guy caught 107 balls last season. He's a beast, dude. He's a different character. For 800 yards and seven touchdowns. I I think he's got to be thrown into that. I think the only reason why he's not is because he's a running back. And obviously, Mm -hmm. last year he had to catch 100 because there wasn't as good of a receiving core there. True, but I still think he's upwards around 100 balls this year. Do they still got, what's his name um, from Michigan? The former Michigan, uh, Funches? No, um, who he, got him? Uh, oh God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Colts, the, the Colts, Colts yeah, and Paris the Campbell. Colts. They they reloaded up there at the Colts. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, number three on the list, and yeah. this one's you know obviously it's a deep NFC South. We've got a lot of talent here. Well, they so got to be Falcons. Got to be number three. In other in other divisions, this team might be two or three or two or mm-hmm. one. Uh, this is New Orleans Saints. At number three, Michael Thomas, who one of the best receivers last season. Michael Thomas, beast. Yeah, he was top three in my book. Ted Ginn can still fly down the yep. field, still get open, still catch those bombs. Austin Carr, Keith Kirkwood, to uh, Traquan Smith, who's come in and been all right for them. Cam Meredith, former Bear, who mm-hmm. shined his rookie season, got hurt and has not been able to reclaim. Uh, that rookie season, and then from there it's just basically you got Rashard Matthews and, and Merid- the Jets, and Meredith's kind of been uh, hit or miss. Um, Kirkwood did have some some moments where Kirkwood he where he couple, shined, yeah. But yeah, Traquan Smith has had a couple more moments. Than but but Kirkwood. I do feel that like outside of Michael Thomas and, and uh, Ted Ginn, you know, the those- question would be Michael Thomas and Evans, right? They're one of the kind. Like we would say, we toss those up. They're equals. I would say Evans slightly better, but yeah. Okay. They're oh, yeah. same caliber. Question would be Ted Ginn better than Godwin, and I'd say no. Not anymore. I would say at this point in their career, I would say he probably has more speed than Godwin. Yes, overall receiver though. But 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 Godwin again, I don't think has ever been like a. To me, he's never been a guy that's like a a receiving. I guess you would say threat. He's a guy you got to count for because he's so fast. And if he does catch the ball. But it's, I mean, he's it's, definitely a deep threat. I mean, I'd put him yeah, up there with Deshaun it's, Jackson. It's the, if he catches the ball, though. 
because he does he does miss some, some balls too. Yeah, he also has not played with the most reliable quarterbacks, quarterbacks besides well. Drew Brees, Brees. Obviously, he's playing with now. Okay, moving on to number two on this list: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get number one. Obviously, they're thinking. And the reasons why we well, didn't this get number is one. Julio Jones. Well, it's obviously is Julio basically. Well, see, here's the thing too, and, and what it really, really confuses me is because it says the receiving core, and it's only li- listing the actual wide, wide receivers, receivers, which you do got to take into accountability the tight ends. Well, that's why I asked you about running backs now, which we would have number, which we would if, if you do account for the tight ends, we do have the best receiving core. Yeah. But if you're talking about just straight. Labeled on your roster as wide receivers. We well, about them. well, let's do this. So who's then. The three? Let's switch who's it up. The three then. for the Falcons. Let's let's hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let, let's just scrap this article, okay? And let's include the running backs. Let's include the wide receivers. Let's include the tight ends and, and put them all together and re-rank this list. Well, you still be number four with Carolina because I say that if you include Alvin Kamara. And whoever tight end that you decide to put in, for Jared Cook, Jared Cook's over there now. I mean, I think that's still a better. Greg Olson. They had that other guy. He's old. He's had like eight broken legs. Greg, I know. Greg Olson's broke his leg the last. All right, two but years. it's close. It is close, though. I think it is close. But I think that would give us the leg up. It would to, make us number go, one over yeah. William. Because our tight end uh, class uh, for for the yeah. Buccaneers is probably OJ Howard and Cam Brate's better than William Hooper. Oh, yeah. better than Austin Hooper, yes. Austin 25. Hooper. And William Hooper. Whoever the fuck William Hooper is, he's better than him, too. too. <laughs> Austin, was he? That's what I'm saying. He's, he's so irrelevant, I'm, I'm calling him. No, nah, but listen, Austin actually is a really good tight end. I, I, sometimes, I think, but sometimes you put him in when you need him a fancy football and he lays an egg, so screw that guy. Okay, all right. Never draft him again. But, yeah, the combination of our tight ends and uh, – He has his moments. He's just not consistent. But then he, oh man, you got a Jared Cook, Michael Thomas, Kamara. Hey, running mm. backs though. That's tough. Bottom line, uh, here's the here's the bottom line of this story. The NFC South is a dangerous division, probably the most in. dangerous in the league, hands down. Name name a, uh, a more dangerous division. I'll wait. As as the AC vent rattles. I don't really watch other football stuff. So. Do there's other football teams? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's just the Buck that and Bucks. I mean, the Br- I watched. The, I you know I boo against the Saints. You're gonna say I the Browns, aren't the you? Oh, oh, they, they got a good receiving core. They do. They're gonna be. Hey, they're gonna be interesting to watch. Kind of go off topic a little bit. Juju. Juju's gonna get a lot of targets. Been through for 5,100 yards last year. That's a lot. Over 5,000 yards. That's a guy, like we were just saying, kind of comparison to James Winston and how he plays. Very tough to bring down. Not the most mobile-looking quarterback, but mobile enough to extend plays. Got a huge arm. Maybe when he started out a little younger like Ben did, didn't have the greatest of seasons, but has become a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm -hmm. And in time has won uh, multiple championships, even though he won one his rookie season. And Creech's chiming in. um, Atlanta, they do have, obviously, really in Jones. But I feel like Julio Jones is, I mean, I don't want to say he's on, like, the decline, but I think he's getting towards the tail end of his prime. He's not the the Julio Jones he was, like, three, four years ago. He's always been getting injured. So he's always had injury problems. But the 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 guy gets, like, 14 to 1,500 yards every season. Ridley has looked pretty promising, though. I, I like what he did. And Muhammad, Muhammad Sanu, he's somebody that Muhammad Sanu was solid. He's somebody who's he who was, he's somebody who was solid with the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. He's not, hold he's on. not going to get you all star digits. Here, he's here, a good here's Julio Jones declining numbers. 
113 receptions for 1,600 yards and eight touchdowns last season. The season before, 88 catches, 1,400 yards and three touchdowns. 83 catches, 1,400 yards, six touchdowns, 1,800 yards this dude had. This dude's a freak. Yeah, but look at touchdowns, though. Eight. Eight, six. Eight, three, six, eight, six, two, ten, eight. 51 touchdowns. Well, I, still think a, he, I still think he's towards the tail end of his prime, though. I say he was on the decline. I say he, I, I think he's towards the end of his prime. Two though. seasons over fourteen, or actually, all five of those are over fourteen. But two seasons, three seasons over uh, fifteen hundred yards. Wow, that's still that's crazy. Yeah, Anthony Gonzalez, though, man. Who you're not even saying the name right? It's Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez, and that's name. a different position. Yeah, but he you're had, talking apples to bananas. It was on the same team though. For four years. It's four years. <laughs> That's a way different team now. And, yes, he has better numbers than Tony Gonzalez did when Tony no, was on the Falcons. Um, no, no, I'm saying, but Tony Gonzalez was out there Tony Gonzalez taking is the up best some dudes. to ever play the yeah, game. Yeah, but he last. was out there taking up some dudes so Julio Jones could ball. But, okay, well, Tony hasn't played in four years. In those four years, he's had 1,800, 1,400, 1,600, and 1,600. So he's been, it's been the Julio Jones show in Atlanta, okay. and everybody knows about it, and that. nobody can stop him. They had a good running game, though. They did? I will not argue with that, and that's going to be the key for for the Buccaneers this season. Switching back to the Bucks is that running game. Can well, I we think that may starter? be the key for the for the the Atlanta Falcons too, because they let go of Tevin Coleman and Devontae. Who? Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman, man. I don't know who that is. Tevin, Tevin Campbell. Campbell. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Hey. Okay. All right. But and, and uh, Devontae Freeman hasn't proven that he can stay a full sixteen games healthy in, in a while. So. The the Bucks may jump to number one on that list by the end of the year. We'll I see. Hope so. That's what I love about the NFL, man. It changes so quickly. It does so well, quickly. And you you know the tale of the the NFC South has been written quite a few times, and you know it doesn't. Worst the first. I'm not gonna say it happens every year, but it, it hasn't happened happen to us it, in a while. For but long. you're right. There is the tale of worst the first, and and the poles shifting in the NFC South. We're it due. Happens. We're due. We're due. Lately, it's just been the three teams though fighting over that 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 spot. Do the Bucks make the playoffs this year? But I mean, that's got to give you some credit to the Bucks as well, man. We're playing a tough schedule every year. Every we play, year, man. We play what eight game, uh, six games uh, against really tough opponents. We have yeah. the most games played in international uh, stadiums. And We're gonna have the, the most miles this season, probably too. And Timmy's chiming on the Facebook Live, and, and to answer that question for you, Timmy. Um, he wants to know how will Winston get on a new contract. Um, obviously, he's just got to play well. He's got to play solid. And I think at worst, unless he just royally screws up, which I say is like maybe like a 2% chance of happening with Bruce Arians coaching him, uh, like obviously anything can happen. But, I mean, outside of like him royally screwing up and having a, a, a Peterman moment, the, the, the backup uh, Buffalo Bill quarterback where he comes and just throws like six interceptions in like a few games or something like that. Like outside of him doing something like ridiculous like that, at worst he's probably going to get franchise tagged. At worst he's going to get franchise tagged. They're not going to let him go. Uh-huh. Quarterbacks are too hard to come by in this yeah. league. I think and, Bruce Arians is not going to let him go in only one season. Well, well the I Glazers think, are not going to let him Glazers go. Glazers are going to let him go. I think even statistically, I think yeah. even statistically he's been in the top 15 of uh, the quarterbacks 
every year. Is well, he, let's already, just go is, over is he already the best Buck quarterback ever? He already is. Let's not even debate that. Are well, we just, saying that just last year alone, we obviously know of his turmoil last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick, up and down, suspension four games. He played nine games, started nine games, uh, 11 total. He uh, had a 64% completion percentage. He had 19 touchdowns in 11 games where he only started nine. 19 touchdowns. That's a lot. So say he played another six games where he started. Does he get 25? I guarantee he gets close to 30. Probably. He might have had 20 interceptions the way he was going. He had 14 interceptions last year. His interception rate was really high. But the fact of the matter is, he almost had three thousand yards. Well, that's he was also eight the, yards off of three thousand yards in eleven games. And, and listen, I, I'll throw last year's season in the trash for for Jameis Winston just because, based on the fact of how the turmoil was, a lot of stuff to deal with. You start with a four he game did, suspension, Uber. then it's like you're trying to fight for your job back instead of them. Instead of the Bucks doing the right thing after the four games, regardless of how yeah. Fitzpatrick was doing, they went with you the sit hand. him, you start, you start Jameis Winston. Then, like, all of a sudden, like... They pulled Jameis and put Brian yeah, back was, in, like, and they put Jameis in. Like, it, was just, know, it, was, it was like... It was like before the game, it was almost like bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish. That How was Dirk Cutter, that was dirt you know cutter trying to keep his job. Yeah, it was Dirk Cutter desperate to keep his job. It was almost they started doing, like, the icky picky bonky. <laughs> Daddy had a donkey. It's true. It, it, it's like they, they doing all that kind of stuff, and it just ruined the team chemistry, and you could tell that they lost that there. So, last year, even though Jameis Winston was a little high on the, on the turnovers... I'm going to chalk that up to just poor management on the coaching side. All right, before we get out of here, pose a question real quick. 16 games, Jameis plays all 16. What's his line? I'm going to say he's going to throw for 4,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. 45, 32, and 16. You writing this stuff down, Eddie? Keeping track? 45. Hundred yards, forty-five. I'll even go as far as to say the completion rate. He's sixty-one percent for his career. Nice. I'm going to say he's going to throw for sixty-three percent. Thirty-two completion. TDs, thirty-two and sixteen. Sixteen. All right. That's about his average for his career in interceptions. I, I don't think he's going to quite quell the turnover rate because he is who he is. He's a gunslinger. Brett Favre was always who he was. Aaron Rodgers is always who he is. Aaron's just great at not turning the ball over. What's his line? Give me a completion rate. I gave you 63% for completion rate. What do you say for James Winston this season? I don't know. Give me a yardage. Give me some yardage. This is just early prediction. Hold on. I got I to gotta look something up real quick. What do you do? Look up some James Winston stats? No, I'm looking up Brett Favre stats. Looking up Brett Favre stats. Okay. Well, you're probably going to see a lot of interceptions this rookie year. I want to see what his, what his career stats were interception-wise, his TD. All right. So I go 68%. His, his completion percentage, 68? 68%. We're, we're talking upwards around my, my boy crush, uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm going to go with 68%. Okay. I, but That's high. It's high. But Are I you think high it, still? No, but I think he's going to throw in a lot more <laughs> interceptions, though. Okay. All right. So that logic doesn't make a lot. It still does. Quite it still a sense, does. But okay. It's it's just the ones that he when throws he does incomplete. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's right. It's basically, right. every ball he throws incomplete, it's 60. an interception. He's gonna hit a lot of smaller ones over the middle. You good? All right. So I'm gonna go with 68 percent. Okay. 5100 yards, 40 touchdowns, 51. 21 interceptions. How many touchdowns? 40. 40 touchdowns. We're talking like Pat Mahomes, like 10 shy of Pat Mahomes, 50 touchdowns. Why not? Okay. Hey, aim for the moon. You better write that down, too. I already did. Worst, the one that's farthest away buys breakfast. You heard me? 
right. Farthest away buys breakfast. Craig, give me a stat line. Completion, yards, touchdown, interception. I'm going to go with – I don't know if I want to go over you or under you. I'm going to go 4,300 yards. 4,300 yards. Okay. I'm going to go with 28 touchdowns. That's his, that's his career high so far. I'm gonna go with twelve interceptions. Ooh. Okay. Actually, I'm that up to thirty-two. Thirty-two touchdowns. Thirty-two touchdowns. You're going right up. I you thought you were gonna say thirty-two me. interceptions. Oh, let me do. Let me do thirty-four. Want you to a thirty-four? Ooh, going more. I'm going more. Thirty-four we're, and twelve. With thirty-four and twelve, I got it. With those, no, what's his completion percentage? Hey, I said six. So Zach, you were sixteen percent. You were. I mean, sixteen interceptions. I was sixteen. Correct. Right. Yeah. Thirty-two touchdowns, sixteen interceptions, yep. forty-five hundred yards, sixty-three percent. Yep. I said 68%, 5,100 yards, 40 touchdowns, 21 interceptions because he's going to throw some bad decisions when he should have got that touchdown. Obviously. That's all right. And then high C, 4,300 yards, 34 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And what's your con- completion? Let me do – what did you pick? 63. He picked an outlandish 68, which won't happen. Let me do 65. That would be very good. Right in the middle. Now, if it – on any one of those stat lines right there, I'm signing James James Winston and making my franchise quarterback and paying him over a hundred million dollars. He's making over thirty million a year. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Crete says thirty two, twenty eight, and nine, fifty nine percent. Twenty eight interceptions, Crete? No, no twenty thirty two hundred yards. Oh, thirty two hundred. That's really low. Oh, twenty eight. We're talking. Okay, this guy. Okay, James. James only started nine games last year. Played a total of eleven and still threw for three thousand yards. He was eight yards shy. So we're saying a full sixteen game season. He's gonna definitely hit. He's definitely he averages for his career two hundred sixty one yards. Real quick, you got a calculator? Mm-hmm. Two hundred sixty one times sixteen. What's that going to be? That's going to be upwards of 43, 4,400 yards. 4,107. It's basically 4,200. Yeah. You guys had two two different numbers there? What was, what, what was it? <laughs> it was 261, right? It was 261.2 times, times 16. Times 16. I said 261. That's fine. Times 16. It's a few yards shy of 4,200. Yeah, 4,200. Okay. That's what he's averaged per game. That's not what he's averaged per year. But that just gives you a, a hint of where he'd be. I think he has a good chance of reaching 4,200 yards for sure and 30-plus yeah. touchdowns. We'll see. We're running bump, over today. I should have bumped mine up to 43, 44. I got you at 43, okay. 4,300 yeah, yards. Yeah, I was going to say, right. you did pick 43. All right, cool. I'm good. We need to keep that somehow. I got it. I'm going to start I'm gonna start keeping track of that stuff in the computer, like typing it in there. All right. All 21st century light. We'll ride it. Because right now we're back in like the 1800 with pen and <laughs> quail feathers and ink. <laughs> Alexa, take note. <laughs> we need to get an Alexa. My Alexa doesn't listen for shit. Nah, no, like she's always it, like, I don't understand. Like, how do you not understand? Maybe she's programmed with Chinese, bro. I don't know. She's all right, though. My Alexa doesn't like me too much. She gets some words like when you speak Spanglish to AI, man, they don't get it right all the time. They don't understand. <laughs> they fuck your shit up, man. Try to say vaults. Like I used to try to, so hard to get T Grizzly two vaults. Never. They're like two volts. It's no. Vaults. Yeah. I'm like, man, I keep saying it. We kept arguing. My kids would just crack up. I'm like, man, I don't even want to talk to you so no you're more. You're saying vaults like Volkswagen. Yeah, vaults. It's vaults. Man, it's vaults. 
But Lexa don't do that, homie. They don't. I don't even know what y'all are talking about, so I can't even chime in on that. It's, it's a song by T Grizzly. And then I'd say Vaults, and they'd say Waltz. Hey, they so, would, man. Dude, I used to get fired up. So I know this is the Buck Show, so I'll just switch back to that. When we come back next week, next Tuesday, we'll have a a day at least of training camp under our belts. Yeah, we're going to be live. We have a weekend of training camp. We're going to be, but we're going to be there live, live on Monday at least. And I'm saying Sunday we go too, four o'clock. Increase just up to the 3,900 yards. Okay, all Even right. More respectable. All right. With that being said, though, yeah. this has been another edition of Buck That Podcast. Extendo. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. We're taking y'all. our one, our six day break. We'll be back next Tuesday. Six days, twenty three hours, hours, and yeah, fifty nine minutes, minutes, something like that. We'll be back. Peace out. Peace out.